Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ho, ho, ho! Happy Christmas! It's done! How are you? Do you feel like a big blob? Are you made entirely of mince pies, quality street and gravy? Are you hungover? Are you about to explode from having to deal with family members? Do you really, really, really need a break? Here I am to provide that break. Your podcast Santa Claus, if you will. Slightly late, but I hope that's okay. It's Annie McManus. Over the festive period, we are taking a break, revisiting some highlights from previous episodes of Changes that we have just loved since launching in 2020. Now, this week, we are revisiting two incredible women, deeply inspiring in their own ways, Orla Doherty and Catelyn Moran. Oceans and porn. What more could you want on Boxing Day? We'll kick off with Orla. So Orla Doherty is so emblematic of how to seize change and lean into it and make your life more fulfilled. She is so incredibly inspiring and I still think about her often and I'm still in touch with her and I still watch the TV shows that she produces and follow what she's doing. She is a TV producer mainly. She's an environmentalist. She specialises in deep sea filming. She produced the deep episode and the finale of Blue Planet 2 with David Attenborough. Environmental change is, of course, a really pressing and important issue, but in order to make change, we need to learn more about our planet. And Orla allows for that by exploring and bringing shows like Blue Planet 2 to our screens. Now, Orla learned to scuba dive at the age of 30. Her first encounter with a coral reef changed the course of her life. She just, like, had a normal life. She worked in TV in London, she went on holidays, went scuba diving. Everything changed. After that one experience of scuba diving, she jacked in a job, jacked in her entire life in London and spent 10 years at sea studying the remote coral reefs of the Pacific Ocean. A few years after returning to dry land, having previously produced factual television like Channel 4's Grand Designs and BBC's Don't Look Down with Kevin MacLeod, she joined the Natural History Unit in October 2013 as the development producer to help give shape to Blue Planet 2. Now this job as a development producer isn't just like sitting in an office all day. It meant that Orla was on the front line of filming this never-seen-before footage for Blue Planet 2. She has spent over 500 hours at depths of 1,000 metres in three different oceans. As David Attenborough says on the programme Blue Planet 2, before that show, no human had ever descended into the depths that surrounded Antarctica. Orla did. She had a front row seat. Sit back as Orla describes exactly what that was like and allow yourself to pretend you're there too. All of that time that I actually spent down there, I was in a, a submersible. It's a small a, acrylic bubble. So it's just a, it's just a sphere um, and it's not very big. So, so I would be sat here on, on the right-hand side. Um, my camera operator would be sat to my left and then 
behind us and between us would be the pilot. So it's three of us um, scrunched into a, a small little space, kind of, you know, really no wider than the desk I'm sitting at right now. You, you, you get in on, on the ship. Uh, so you sort of clamber in through, through the hatch at the very top of the, of the bubble. You get in and then you, you effectively get hoisted off the back end of the ship, so off the stern and dropped into the water. And then at that point, you're sat at the surface and you're in, you've got this amazing perspective yeah. because you're in this, you're bone dry, you're very comfortable and you're literally at that interface between, OK, this is where we belong in air, where we can breathe and we're about to go under into that water and we're going to go down and down and down and down and it's a, it's a really magical moment and it yeah. can be really beautiful or it can be really sort of seasick inducing because you're tossing about in waves but you've got to sit there for a while while some last checks are done and then you start to descend and as you descend you know they blast some air out of the tank so that you start to sink and you start to lose contact with that world above so that's it bye bye we're now humans sitting still very comfortably in our air pocket, but we're going to a place where we absolutely don't belong. Sure. And for me, the magic is that every single time we would descend, I would genuinely have no, no idea about what we were going to see on the next eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, however long we were going to be able to eke out our dive for, because we just still know so little about the deep ocean and it's so unbelievable it's it's mind-bendingly massive we actually can't compute i can't compute what what it means what the deep ocean means i mean it's 90 percent of the living space on earth is deep sea so kind of you know try try and compute that i still can't it's it's just absolutely incredible it's such a significant part of our planet and yet it's so rare that you can actually get into it because we shouldn't be there. We can't breathe down there and the pressure would literally slice us to smithereens. So th there was always this sense of, oh my God, I wonder what we're going to see today. It could be nothing, which is, you know, not ideal, but it, it happened many, many times. Or you could see something utterly extraordinary or an animal that you think belongs in the surface mm -hmm. ocean and yet you see it at 800 meters deep like a mako shark or a marlin. I mean, and then the light goes. So it gets darker and darker and darker. It starts to get colder because yeah. the deeper you go, the colder the water gets. And you, that starts to um, change the temperature inside the sphere. And then you wait. What can you hear? You hear uh, the pilot uh, chatting to to the surface, so he's on he's on comm. So you hear his half, and then you hear like <laughs> of the you know what's coming back down uh, from the surface. You hear the thrusters of the submersible, so you hear like whirring electric sounds. Um, you hear sort of bits of the life support mechanism in operation. So you know what's kind of keeping us down there. You hear you hear the the sphere shrinking as the pressure starts to build on it. So you hear kind of um, sort of squeaking. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, did you enjoy it down there? Yes, and I, <laughs> I I never wanted to leave. And I do I I keep I do keep saying I you know I want someone to just make me a submersible that I can live in. 
go down and not really not you know I think through lockdown I've proved I really don't need to be with other humans I would quite happily get my own little submersible if someone could drop off some food packages now and again or figure out how I could live without it and I would just spend the rest of my life in the deep sea pooting around exploring because I think there are things down there that we won't be able to believe when we find them. It strikes me that there's a real similarity with going up going down like the idea of just just how you are the vehicle you're in how it feels the sound all of that yeah yeah um does it ever feel like that that you're kind of yeah going to another planet yes yeah yeah there yeah and there was one actually there was one very very specific day where I really felt that we'd um we were filming in in the Gulf of Mexico and uh I was working with this really wonderful scientist Mandy Joy and she took me to a place. Uh, she, we were there to film this brine pool, which is the crazy lake at the bottom of the ocean that's toxic and it's you know really really super seen in in Blue Planet Two, where this eel goes in and it kind of goes you know doesn't like it. Anyway, while we were filming at the brine pool, Mandy said, "Orla, there's another place that I think you'd really like. Let's go and have a look at it." And what she led us to, it was 100 miles to the west, but I totally trusted Manny and said, let's go. I said, can you show me a picture? She said, no, I don't have one. <laughs> so she sort of described what might happen. So I said, let's go. We dived at this place. And when we got to the bottom, these giant bubbles at the size of basketballs of methane were erupting out of what looked like a deep sea desert so we we came down 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 to about 750 meters there's nothing we're just looking at kind of a sandy bottom and i'm kind of thinking oh dear shouldn't have brought the ship over here this is a bit of a waste of time and suddenly these methane bubbles start flying out of the sea floor in these great big plumes it was just the most extraordinary thing and it was this methane volcano erupting which is a thing that scientists know about but I don't know that anyone has ever actually seen it happen with their own eyes and been down there in submersibles and filming it in you know glorious four and a half k it was just amazing 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 when we came back up at the end of that day so we're, we're, we're coming back up so we're ascending but for me I truly felt like hang on a minute I, we should be coming down because we should be coming out of the sky because it feels to me like we really have been to another planet and yeah. I don't understand why we're coming up because really we should be just like landing on the deck of the ship not being hoisted back yeah. up to it it was it was extraordinary it was just that was for me one of the most extraordinary days in the deep sea what about um living things have you ever seen anything down there that has never been seen before or that you've always wanted to see and and saw yeah yeah um i the the minute i got to grips with what what stories can we tell in the deep sea what what creatures can we meet what creatures can we you know communicate to an audience around the world i fell in love with this um the six gill shark yeah. which is this you know ancient 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 creature long-lived um beautiful in many ways you could think of it as a monster of the deep but it's not it is such a beautiful animal it's so stately and it just slithers around this deep sea floor in this desert looking for something to to feed on and it's kind of it's almost a miracle that they can survive down there but they do and um 
it was I was on my very very first sub dive we were just testing testing you know the systems and looking at what how this could really work for us in in the context of Blue Planet 2 and um, we were you know an hour into the dive and we'd seen some pretty corals and some little fish and things um, but, and I was being really flippant and I said oh for crying out loud where's the six skill shark <laughs> Two minutes later, yeah. in comes a six-scale shark. And I yeah. I just, I kind of fell over, really, because this was the first time I was meeting this amazing creature of the deep, and uh, I fell in love with it. And then it just became my sort of totem animal for the, for the whole series. Really, really stunning. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much to Orla Doherty. Imagine spending that long under the sea, like how it changes your whole perspective about what's above the surface. Uh, Blue Planet 2 was the most watched TV show on the BBC in 2017, and you can still see it online now. We'll put a link to it in the show notes if you missed it or if you want to watch it again. And do go back and listen to the full Orla episode, because if you're interested in that idea of just completely completely pivoting in terms of your career changing everything then it's so inspiring how Orla did it um, so fearless uh, so I think you'll enjoy that now the second episode we are revisiting today is Catelyn Moran's now this is a bit of a gear change Catelyn is a journalist author broadcaster author of seven books how to be a woman how to build a girl more than a woman she is very much known for speaking her mind about topics which others don't want to touch She was our first ever guest on Changes back in 2020. She came over to the house with her tea and her vape and sat right here in this room that I'm in, in the rave shed, and had a brilliant natter with me. I loved it. So I'm going to play you this bit from when we talked about the world of pornography. This one is not for young ears. So if you have anyone young around you, maybe just put in your headphones for this. But it's very, very interesting. Catlin Moran. Let's talk about sex and porn. Yes, absolutely. Um, tell me about what you, like your relationship with porn now, because it it feels like a very, very, very destructive thing, but also a very, very important thing. Yes. So there's a conflict there, right? It's, well, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess having teenage daughters kind of like makes you see all these things in you. Because like when, you know, when I first started writing about feminism and myself, I was writing from the point of view of someone who was only newly finished being a teenage girl so then once you're raising teenage girls you see the world in a slightly different way because you're like okay what advice am I going to give them so pornography over 90% of kids in this country learn about sex through pornography yeah and 
the thing I have to tell my kids is you've got to remember that isn't sex. It's two people at work. It's a very big difference. Mm. It's two people at work. They are at their job. They're not having sex. They are at work. And the tropes of pornography are very often that, well, I mean, all that sex is is two people trying to have a good time. That's not what's happening in pornography. It's all about male pleasure to the point where you don't see female pleasure. Mm. What's often replaced is female pain. It's women being put through extreme things. Like we know we have an animal sense that this should be emotionally extreme at some point. But because we don't see female pleasure, because women tend not to come, there isn't a female orgasm. It's, I mean, it's almost virtually impossible. There's a couple of amazing initiatives. There's a woman called Cindy Gallup who has this organisation called Make Love Not Porn. And they try to make ethical pornography in that they just ask couples or, or throuples or whatever relationships you're in to just send them tapes of them having sex. Yeah. And then you pay for it. But you are finally seeing people who like each other trying to have a good time. Yeah. And it seems crazy that that's such a niche in a gigantic industry of pornography because mm. that is what sex is. Mm. Like, kind of, that is what you are trying to do. So that's that's sort of a, a source that I point people towards. But, like, but the fact that, like, we're managing to screw sex up right. for people, that we don't know what it is. Like, animals have sex all the time. Cats are having sex on roofs. But we are not showing our teenage kids how to have sex there's an awful story that um lucianne holmes the feminist campaigner tells who did the no more page three campaign she went into a school to do a sex education talk and afterwards a mother came over to her and went my 16 year old son came back yesterday in tears he tried to have sex with his 16 year old girlfriend for the first time they started doing it and then he started to strangle her and she started to cry and went, please don't do this. And he started to cry and went, but I thought that was what we did. I thought that was what women liked. Oh, God. Because there is so much strangling in pornography. Oh, God. It's crazy to me that you would think strangling was part of, of sex, but female orgasm wasn't. It's, and that's why generally, yeah. although the idea of pornography isn't shameful or wrong, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I wouldn't want to close down the sex industry at all. We need more choice. Yeah. The answer we to need everything women led pornography. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is never ban something, it's always increase the lexicon. Yeah. Like yeah, give exactly. me give me yeah. more choice. Yeah. And at the well, moment not, you yeah. just don't see anything joyful out there. When you were pregnant, did you feel like really randy all the time? I had did you have this thing like when you come, your whole belly goes rock hard. <laughs> like <laughs> when, when you're pregnant. Yeah. Like I would have it like everything would like spasm so much that it would just go completely rock hard. I don't remember that. There needs to be like there probably is a word in German because they have words for everything, of like the amount of time it takes you to find some nice porn like you, you're in the mood you kind of need to you need to find it in about three or four minutes you're like in three or four yeah. minutes i want to i want to be wanking so let's google 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 oh that's horrible oh that's distressing oh that's gonna haunt me forever oh i need to call the police their mums need to know that's happening oh i've lost the mood like you've got you've got a slot haven't you <laughs> once you're six minutes into like this horrible spiral of darkness you're like um oh, i might just go and google some recipes instead of my bake instead i've really <laughs> I've lost my wank. <laughs> lost my wank. <laughs> Just gonna waddle downstairs. Yes, sadly, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I'll be horny again in ten minutes. So I'll give it another go then. It was these times that I really oh. wish that when I wasn't pregnant, I had thought ahead to my pregnant horny self and just made a folder of, of nice porn right. that I could have accessed really quickly. Right. Someone should do that if you're listening. Someone do that. God, the, well, everyone's got time on their hands now. If someone literally, porn for pregnant ladies, let's make a pact here. If someone can make a collection of nice pawns and put them all together in like a folder, we can tweet the hell out of that. So, what are the but what are the parameters of that? What do you want? A woman coming. You want number a woman, one. The main thing is a woman coming. Yes. Yeah. Two. I. I'm not. 
I mean, everyone's got their own. I mean, I've just said the, the next book that I've written is the sequel to How to Be a Woman called More Than a Woman about middle age and oh kind of God. like the way that things have changed. So like kind of each to their own. I don't want to kink shame anybody, yeah. but like kind of I don't I don't really want to see people being endlessly spanked on the bum. Like yeah. kind of like I'm not a grand national horse being spanked <laughs> over the finishing line. That, that's not doing it. Like my, my clitoris is here. My breasts are here. My mouth is here. My the side of my thigh there's bone there that really hurts why you do this to me I don't like this for me the days of anal sex are over yeah. I, I really associate that with the 90s now I associate that with Chris Evans and the All Saints and Alcoholic Lemonade I'm like those days are gone I can't because you have to schedule it like kind of it's because it is you know it's 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 an undeniably poo based activity like even if poo doesn't happen the fear of poo hangs hangs oh, low oh hangs <laughs> low like, yeah. literally <laughs> yeah you're like the, is that you got is something coming in or going out like literally i just wish there was cctv around the back so i could see what's going on Maybe little wind mirrors what's going on there oh. So I feel like I've very much got a sign on my bum that says, thanks to all my little customers over no the years. No trespassing. But we are now closed for yeah. business. Like, thanks. Thanks for the memories. But like, because I think you have to be romantic to do anal sex because it's quite, yeah. it's quite an intense thing to do. You have yeah. to really believe in anal sex to do all of the preparation, yeah. to see it through without really getting worried about any kind of possible Don't you need poo. to have a, a bidet for like you like you need to have a bum washer yeah, for that kind of thing exactly not everyone has those in their houses well, how do you do that well when you read about the preparations for anal sex you either have to have not eaten for six hours beforehand well that's going to be problematic happen, no well, especially if you're planning to have like an evening of exciting bum fun and yeah. like kind of like <laughs> and then at three o'clock you absently eat a hot cross bun and you're like oh balls i can't do it today <laughs> kind of <laughs> shit just texting, just sorry, texting, texting sorry, your badge only. Guys, sorry, I just had a hot cross yeah. bun, so. Knackers. <laughs> picture of the buns sent as a picture. Sorry, that this is what's ruined awesome. your fun tonight. <laughs> Bums off. <laughs> round the front. Oh. All deliveries round the front, please. But you know what? If a man is tired of Fanny, he's tired of life. You know, it's such a reliable old friend. <laughs> like, kind of, it's, you know, it just does the job for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if that's your thing and you can do the admin, I admire you. It's like, you know, if you are still out there and you're willing to do that and you're willing to do the admin and the scheduling, absolutely bum away. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. But yeah. I'm just very realistic about my schedule now. I will need a snack about three o'clock. So yeah. it just can't happen anymore. So, yeah. So what we would like is women to um, please, could they put um, put together a very nice porn list for especially pregnant women who are who, who have a need yeah just nice stuff like kind of i mean i would love to see like a man reverently face touching and stroking and then neck stroking and then at, at this point he probably i mean if i'm commissioning it he turned into alan rickman where he's going give me something to do or else i'll go mad in, is it in sense and sensibility which is incredibly horny yeah, yeah. then it turns to that bit in blade runner where harrison ford's just putting his finger in his mouth for like no reason and it's just really pleasant I've got a little. I've got. I went on Twitter about a year ago. And went women. Catelyn, you need to make a porn film. Yes. Oh my god! How have we not thought of this? You've okay. You're in Hollywood now. This oh is god. your chance. I really should make a fucking porn film. Make the ultimate porn film. Oh. Make the porn that women want on a mainstream level. I this would, is so cool. I would really like to do that because what I do is I do it like, like a kind of sort of. I was going to say jive bunny, but that makes it sound bad. But 
where you just go online and ask like, people what all their women what all their favourite bits sexy things were because yeah. we have we have to make do on crumbs. It's what like Florence and the Machines just done on Twitter. She's got everyone to submit little lines of poetry and she's done a collective poem on Twitter. Really? Yeah. How cute is that? That's so clever. Yeah. So you could do that with porn. I love a bit of community art, but that's what mm. it'd be. It'd be like a jive bunny of porn. Everybody would send in their favourite bits that they've because women. Our sexual imaginations needs like a scenario and a character, I think, yeah, often. Oh, that's so it. You so need, like, even when you're, all my friends, Anna, when you're going into sex, you can't just, I'm still thinking about, like, a conversation I had earlier that day. It takes me so long in my head to get in the zone. This is the main and thing. And I can't get it, I'm like, I can't just go straight there. I need to be, if we have a quickie, I need to have some preemption so yes. I need to know that there's a quickie going to happen so I can be ready Prep for the quickie yourself. but this is the thing because women have a constant to-do list in their heads we are constantly Always. multitasking and you we cannot engage into sexy mode until that's been turned off Yeah. so you either need a long slow teasy discussion through the day where you're just getting texts and like it's going to be really right. great for you at 6 o'clock so you're getting ready for it and you can go okay at 6 o'clock I can stop thinking or you need something really huge to happen yeah. like just someone grabbing you and going bang we're doing yeah. it now so yeah. you stop thinking but the stopping thinking is the key thing yeah. We cannot have sex until we stop thinking. Because yeah. very often I'll be lying there thinking, have I ordered inflatable mattresses for Christmas? Because you yeah. can never start preparing too quickly. And like and then and I can't explain that to my husband because then it'll ruin things for him and I need to be swept along on his desire yeah, in order to, really, to stop thinking. To, I have to really try. Yeah. I have to really try and just black out my mind. <laughs> Oh, God. God bless Catelyn Moran. She needs national treasure status. She really does. Um, uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. If you're listening as a male, a good insight. And as a woman, if you listen, maybe you related to that idea of it being hard work to clear your head of all the swirling to-do lists in order to enjoy the moment. Um, big up to Catelyn Moran. We also spoke about being homeschooled, her regret of how she was as a young journalist and how mucking around will save us all. Listen back to the full episode wherever you get your podcasts, of course. You can never get enough Catelyn Moran. Changes Revisited will be back next week with two more highlights from two very different conversations, which is what we love about change, variety. Have a gorgeous Boxing Day and I'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.